Welcome to the Mastery Over Money podcast. My name is Michael Kim, and I'm a wealth coach, future CPA, and creative at heart. My mission is to help young professionals such as yourself have mastery over your money and start living a life of financial freedom. Not only will I teach you how to save, invest, make, and maximize your money, but I'll also transform the way that you think about it. At the end of the day, money management is a skill. And when you have mastery over it, you can create anything. Are you ready? Awesome. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mastery Over Money podcast. Today, I'm so excited to share this recording of an Instagram Live that I recorded just about a week ago all about how to make logical financial decisions instead of emotional decisions. Oftentimes, we make our financial decisions from a place of fear and Oftentimes, we make our financial decisions from a place of fear and scarcity and Oftentimes, we make our financial decisions from a place of fear, shame and scarcity. And this is one of the reasons why a lot of people stay stuck with their finances because they are negatively influenced by these feelings. But today, I want to encourage you to make logical financial decisions, decisions that are going to set you up for success in the future. So if you want to learn how, then keep on listening. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to this Instagram Live. I'm so, so happy because it has been so, so long since I've done an Instagram Live. When I first started my business back in like 2020, I did Instagram Lives and I did Facebook Lives for the first time and I was super, super awkward. All my friends were like supporting me and like they're like, you can do it. But yes, I've been doing lives. I think I started doing lives for about a year and then I stopped. So I'm really happy to be on live because I really wanted to connect with you guys. I wanted to be able to answer your questions live if you had any. So I'm so excited to get started today. How these Instagrams lives typically work is that I'm going to be talking about a certain topic and you guys can ask me any questions that you have in the comments. You can, you know, show me you can put any hearts i think you can do hearts now on instagram lives so you can give me any hearts and say that you're here so what we're going to be talking about today is how to make financial decisions for your future and the reason why financial decisions for are so important is because your financial decisions that you make today are going to determine and impact the life that you're going to have in the future. How I like to see financial decisions is that financial decisions are kind of like a GPS. So if you, let's say you want to go to, let's say you want to go to Asia or something and you put your GPS all the way to go to Asia. Let's say, let's say Korea, let's say you want to go to Korea. And if the destination is wrong, if that decision is wrong, then you're going to end up in like a random place in the world. And that's what you don't want to do with your financial decisions. And that's the reason why it's so important to set yourself up for a good start by making educated financial decisions for yourself and for your future so that you can actually create the life that you want.
So a common thing that I see when it comes to making, I guess, wrong or incorrect financial decisions is that oftentimes people will be like, uh, I want to buy a house in the future, which is good. But they are like, okay, I'm going to make a decision to save, let's say, $200 every single month so I can achieve this goal. But what they don't realize is that that decision to save $200 is actually not going to help them achieve that goal that they want. And that's the reason why it's important to make a good financial decision in the beginning. Because what will happen is that, you know, 10, 5 years will go by and you'll be like, hmm, you know, I didn't save enough money in order to buy the house that I want. And that's the reason why making financial decisions in the beginning is key. If you realize like, okay, this is the goal that I want. This is the house that I want to buy. And I need to, and I know I need to save, let's say $500 every single month. If you make that decision today, right now, and you start implementing on it, then that goal is inevitable. That goal is going to be achieved. And this is how simple your personal finances can be. An example, kind of a funny example that I like to share and that I shared on my stories today is marriage. So marriage is a very important financial decision that I'm sure a lot of you know. And I'm really happy because I'm going to three different weddings this year. So marriage is on my mind lately. And the thing is, marriage is both a personal decision and an emotional decision. And what I mean by this is that if you make the decision of getting married to someone only based on emotion, which is, you know, oh, I really love that person, then without worrying about the finances at all, then you might end up marrying someone who you have to financially support or you guys aren't, or you're not able to take care of each other or your family. And on the other side of the extreme, if you go into marriage and make that decision solely based on logic, then let's say you want to marry someone who has lots of money, then you might end up marrying like a sugar daddy or a sugar mama, which is nothing's bad with that. But do you even get along? (laughs) So this is an example of how a financial decision is so important. And when it comes to marriage, divorce rates are very high. They're like, I think around like 50% in Canada and the US. And it's for this reason. And I remember talking to my tax professor back in university. And what he said was that marriage was one of the biggest destroyers of wealth. And the reason for this is because when you get divorced, you have to, you know, split up all your assets 50-50 and you have to sell assets prematurely. So this is, a, this is an example of how one financial decision, a decision to get married to someone, can really impact your financial future and the financial life that you're going to have. Choose wisely on who you decide to marry. So what I want to talk about is that there's two ways that we can make financial decisions. We can make financial decisions through an emotional way or a logical way. And emotional decisions are based on a gut feeling and without any factual support. While logical decisions are based on weighing all of the pros and cons and making a decision from there. A mistake that a lot of people do is that they make financial decisions based on emotion rather than logic. 
here and I'll share some examples about the difference and maybe you'll be able to figure out if you are making a financial decision based on emotion or logic. So the first example that I often see is that people don't want to look at their finances. And this is an emotional decision. And the reason why a lot of people don't want to look at their finances, they don't want to figure out how much debt that they have, is because this is an emotional decision of fear and having a lot of shame with your finances. They're often telling themselves, oh, I'm so dumb. I'm so stupid that I made this financial mistake. And that's the reason why they're so, they feel so shitty when they look at their finances. And that's why they don't do it. But if you look at it in a logical way, what I tell my students who don't want to look at their finances, I ask them, well, how important are your finances? Like, how, how important is managing and looking and, and managing your money? They're like, well, it's really important because money determines the life that I'm going to live. Money determines what I can buy for clothing. Money determines if I can go on vacation this year. Money determines if I'm able to retire at age 50 or age 60. So the logical decision of whether to look at your bank account or not is that it's logical to look at it because, because looking at your finances is so important. So this is an example between the difference of making a decision based on emotion and based on logic. Another example that I like to share is with investing. A lot of people have lots of fear when it comes to investing. I was talking to one of my students and he lost $20,000 in the stock market when he didn't know what he was doing before he joined the program. Before he joined the program, he lost $20,000 and he was like, I don't want to invest my money. He's like, you know, maybe in like five years I'll invest my money, but I really don't want to invest my money right now. I was like, okay. Where are you making that decision from? Is that decision made based on fear or is it based on logic or emotion versus logic? And it was clearly based on emotion. Because of his past experiences that he experienced a big loss, this was clouding his judgment. But I taught him how to invest his money and taught him all of the fundamental basics of, you know, how much money can you make in the stock market? How to invest in a way where you don't have to risk $20,000 and lose all of that. And the logical decision is that once you learn the, the skill of investing and you know how to do it, it is an amazing skill in order to build a lot of wealth and achieve your goals faster. So once I broke it down, him making an emotional decision to not invest because he was scared versus all of the benefits of making more money through investing and exponentially growing his wealth, that's when he truly decided to start investing. And it's from making a logical financial decision. Okay, so I have two more examples to share the difference between logical and emotional decisions. And this is to help you identify in your life if you're making an emotional decision or a logical financial decision. So the third example that I have to share is that it, it comes to debt. What I often see is that people who have debt, whether that's credit card debt or typically around student debt, let's say let's, let's use student debt as an, 
as our example. A lot of people who have, let's say, twenty thousand in student debt, they're like, "Oh my God, this is this debt is horrible. I can't live with this. I feel so chained down." And they're like, "I need to get rid of this debt as soon as possible. I need to pay it off as soon as possible." And one of my students was exactly like this. She had like twenty thousand dollars in debt, and she's like, "I need to get rid of this as soon as possible." And I asked her why. And the reason. Was because it came of a place of shame. She was shameful that she got into this amount of debt. She was she felt a lot of shame because she didn't pay it off, or you know she didn't have the funds in order to fund for her education. And because of the shame, she was like, "I need to get rid of it as soon as I can." And then I asked her, "Is that the best financial decision for you? Is that does that truly make sense? Does that make logical sense?" Is that the best thing for your finances right now? And she learned that if you were to invest your money, you can get an annual rate of return of around eight to ten percent from your investments. Meanwhile, student loans interest rates were like extremely low; they were like two percent around. So, if you were to invest your money instead of paying off your student loans. You could technically make a profit of approximately eight percent per year. If your investments are making ten percent, your student loans are two percent interest. Then you can make the difference if you were to invest instead of paying off your debt. And I asked her, knowing this logical, <laughs> knowing this information, what do you want to do with your debt now? Are you going to still pay it off as soon as possible because you can't live it with it and you're you feel a lot of shame, or are you just going to do the logical thing of paying down the debt while investing? And that's the reason why she decided to invest her money while paying off her debt, and this will help her in the future to be able to save for a house faster because she's investing her money now and. Exponentially growing her wealth while paying off her debt, and this was made by making a logical financial decision rather than a place from emotion. Okay, so the fourth example about whether or how you make emotional or logical decisions is when it comes to investing, specifically investing and coaching. And I want to share a specific,、uh, a personal story. So back in 2020, when I first started my business, I was like, you know, didn't like my job. I like really wanted to do something entrepreneurial, and I met this business coach who was charging five thousand dollars for his business coaching program to learn how to build a successful coaching business. And when he told me that price, I was just like. So shocked! I was like, literally, like shaking in my boots. I was like, "Oh my god! Like, there's no way I can afford this. I want to get off the call right now. This is like, you know, the worst thing. I feel horrible right now." And looking back, I can really identify that I was making this financial decision to invest in coaching from an emotional place. I was making this decision from a place of fear. And scarcity, and you know, just you know, negative negative energy. And looking back, I actually had to overcome this fear. 
this fear of investing $5,000 in a coaching program because I had to make this decision from a logical place. Because if I invested $5,000, but I was able to make back this money and more, wouldn't that be the logical decision to do? If I could, you know, pay $5,000 now, learn how to start a successful coaching business and let's say make $50,000 in one year, wouldn't that be the most logical financial decision? And that's the reason why I decided to invest in coaching. That's the reason why I decided to invest $5,000, even though I was shaking in my boots. I was so, so scared. I still did it because I was making a this financial decision from a place of logic rather than emotion. Okay, so Ming says, pay down student loans if you want a better mortgage. Yes. So when you're applying for a mortgage, they're going to assess many different things about how much income that you're making, how much debt do you currently have. So yes, it depends on your financial situation, of course. And that's the thing making a decision from a place of logic, weighing the pros and cons of your specific financial situation. If you don't plan to get a mortgage in in the next, you know, in the next bit, then there's no reason to have to pay down your student loans as soon as you can. Okay, so I wanted to share these examples because I want you to ask yourself in your life and the financial decisions that you're making today, are you making decisions from a place of emotion or logic? And I, let me know in the comments if you what, what you guys think. Now let's talk about how to actually make logical decisions. Hopefully now you can learn how to distinguish if you're making a an emotional decision or a logical decision. But let's say you're like, okay, I want to start making more logical financial decisions so I can set myself up better for the future so that the decisions that I make today are going to positively impact me in the future. There are four things that you need to do in order to start making logical decisions. The first thing is to clean up your mindset. And what I mean by this is that going back to my story about when I was really scared about coaching, investing in coaching and seeing that $5,000 program fee, I was making that decision from a place of fear. Like my whole body was just like shaking. I was so scared. I just wanted to get off the call. And that is a clear distinction of if you're making a decision from emotion, right? I was not thinking logically. So if you want to make financial decisions from a place of logic, you have to be in a calm and a neutral space and a headspace. And in order to get there, I journal every single day. And the reason why I journal every day is because I want, because every single day we're making many, many financial decisions, whether that's to, you know, invest your money or to save money. We're making so many financial decisions every single day. So you want to be in a clear headspace and a clear mindset in order to make those decisions. And I journal every single day so I can get to that place. The second thing that you need to do in order to make logical financial decisions is to know the rules of the game. I was just talking to a student uh, before this live stream and she inspired this concept 
And she was really distraught. She was like, oh my God, I hate my life currently. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Where I'm in a rat race, like I have to get promoted to make more money and I spend more money. And she was just very unhappy with her life. And she was wondering, like, how do I get out of this? Like, how do I get out of this horrible rat race, this endless cycle that I can't seem to get ahead? And my answer to her was to learn the rules of the game. How I like to explain it is that money. And this, you know, life that we live is just a game. Think of it as a board game. And if you learn the rules of the game, this gives you options and helps you win the game. So, for example, let's take a look at Monopoly. Let's say you try to learn, or let's say you're trying to play Monopoly when you don't know the rules of the game. Like, you don't know how to buy properties, you don't know what the purpose of the game is, and then you try to play Monopoly. How well do you think you will do at the game? Probably not so great, right? But what if you were to learn the rules of the game? What if you know exactly why you're playing the game, what you need to do, what properties you need to buy? How will that change the way that you play the game Monopoly? That will change everything. You'll know exactly what to do, you'll know which options are the best option. And it's the same thing when it comes to money. The reason why. I went to business school, spent hundreds and thousands of dollars to you know, go to business school, was because I wanted to learn the rules of the game. I took tax courses, I learned how to you know, pay less taxes and the tax laws, I learned how to invest my money. And the reason for this was because I wanted to create a life for myself that worked best for me and the life that I wanted. So, for example, I would see people who are making lots of money. Yes, they have a great salary. They're making, let's say, $200,000, but half of their income goes into taxes. And I saw that I'm like, oh, like, I don't really want that. They're making so much money, but they don't really have money, much money to invest or to, you know, support and support their family. And so I decided that, okay, I want to have an option. I want to choose a different option or a different path where I can support myself and support myself, support my family, and be able to travel. The third thing that you need to do in order to make logical financial decisions is that once you learn the rules of the game, that's when you can weigh the pros and cons. And the pros and cons can be either tangible or intangible. So, for example, tangible pros are like, you know, how much money you're able to make or how much money you're able to save. While intangible pros and cons can be something like, you know, how do you feel and how do you want to live your life? To give you a little example of this is one of my students, initially she was living at home. She was living at home with her family. She, it was like a very toxic environment. They were constantly arguing. And she was trying to make the financial decision of whether to move out. She's like, should I move out? Um, should I move out to... And she asked me, and, you know, it's hard for me in order to weigh another person's pros and cons. And the reason for this is because when you make a financial decision, it has to be based on what works best for you. 
So looking at her financial uh, financial situation, I was like, I didn't tell her this, but I was like, hmm, maybe it's not the best thing to move out to Toronto because rent is extremely high and right now you're not making that much. But what I asked her was, why don't you weigh the pros and cons of your situation for yourself, whether that's how much money that you can save and what are the you know positive benefits of what as well like will that improve your relationships with your family will that allow you to you know increase your income and she weighed her pros and cons and she decided to move out so even though she was so she started to pay rent in toronto paid a thousand dollars plus per month for rent and yes she was you know struggling for the first few months but what ended up happening was that she was willing to put in the work to learn how to increase her income. She networked and applied for jobs afterwards, and she got a $20,000 salary increase, and then another $10,000 salary increase after that. So even though she was living in, in Toronto, because she had more time and space and energy, she was able to to increase her income that covered her rent, more than covered her rent, and allowed her to save and invest more of her money. And this is the reason why weighing the pros and cons can't be done by me, it can't be done by your financial advisor, it has to really be done by you. You are the person making your financial decisions for your life. And that's the reason why it's important for you to learn the rules of the game so that you can make those decisions for yourself. Because what I think might work best for you, that actually might not work best for you because I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what you want and I don't know and I'm not you. Okay, and the fourth thing that you need to do in order to make logical financial decisions is to take action and stick to that action. When it, this is like especially important when it comes to investing because when you invest your money, Oftentimes, you're not going to see returns like immediately. It's like you invest $10,000 today. It's not going to double like tomorrow unless you're doing it the wrong way and you're investing in like super risky things. When you're investing your money, the best way to approach investing your money is to go into it with a clear strategy, make a clear decision of why you're investing in the first place and stick to that strategy because the biggest returns and the biggest benefits that you're going to see from investing is not going to be tomorrow and it's not going you're not going to see that tomorrow or you're not going to see that a year or even two years from when you make that decision you're going to see that benefit and the benefit of investing three five ten years after you make that decision so a lot of people they decide they're like okay i'm going to invest their money they invest their money. Then a few months later, the stock market crashes. And then they're like, okay, I don't want to invest my money anymore. I take all of the money out. And that's how a lot of people lose money when it comes to investing. Instead, what I teach my students and what I want all of you guys to know is that if you go into investing with a clear strategy, let's say invest you know, $400 every single month, whether the market is doing bad or good, in the long run, you will come out with more money than when you started. Okay, 
guys, this is pretty much the end of the live stream. Um, if you guys like this live stream, let me know in the comments. Let me know, give me some hearts. And uh, if, if you ha also have any questions, feel free to let me know and I'll answer them live. Oh, I do have a question. What was the most risky investment you made that paid off? I would say the riskiest investment I made was to invest in my first business coach. <laughs> I remember when I, I what before like when I graduated, I would look at a $200 course and I would be like, "Oh, this is so expensive. Like why would anyone want to pay $200 for a course?" Right? Like why would why would anyone want to do that? But what I didn't see this $200 was that this $200 was an investment. And it was it also represented time. Right? Because right now information is everywhere. You can you can learn anything from YouTube. You can watch YouTube videos, you can search anything on Google. But how much time is that going to take you? Is that going to take you like five years in order to learn everything? Or can you just pay a $200 course and learn it in like, you know, a few hours? And when it came to the $5,000 business coach, keep in mind, like, I just graduated. I just graduated in 2019. Um, I was only working for like four months. So I had like hardly any money in savings. And to spend $5,000 on, you know, this business coach who, you know, I don't, I've never started a business. I don't even know if it's possible to make money. That was a very big risk. And I can say today that I have a, you know, multiple five-figure coaching business. I spent $5,000, but like times 10 it in like one or two years. And that is, that investment itself has exceeded any sort of uh, like stock market investment that I've done. So if you guys want to learn how to make logical financial decisions, decisions that are going to set you up in the right direction for your future, then I encourage you to join the Plant Your Money program. It's my 12-week program where I teach you how to have mastery over your money and make money in your sleep through investing. It's everything that I talk about today. I help identify if you are making decisions from an emotional place and I help you transform those those decisions to make logical financial decisions that are going to help you in the future. To apply to my one-on-one -on -one coaching program, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Michael Lee Kim or you could book a free one hour console call with me where we can talk about your financial situation, where you currently are and what you're struggling with, as well as where you want to be in the future and how we can work together to help get you there. To book this free one hour console call, you can go to my Instagram bio at Michael Lee Kim, or you can use the link in the show notes and go to www.lifeplanting.com forward slash apply. So that is all I wanted to share with you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed this live stream. Um, yeah, uh, this is going to be a weekly thing. So if you guys enjoyed this, come join me again next week, Tuesday at 8 p.m. I'll chat with you guys soon and have a great rest of your evening. Thank you so much for listening to the Mastery Over Money podcast. 
If you found any value with this episode, share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. Also, if you want to share your appreciation for this podcast, feel free to give it a review on Apple Podcasts as this helps me reach and help more young professionals such as yourself. That's it for today and I'll chat with you next week.